After I'm your co-host Chuck Parson here, and I'm with... Brady Harding. Yeah, that's oh, Brady Harding. Sorry, <laughs> we're a little rusty. It's been a minute. Um, so we are actually uh, on with Alice Gretchen today. We interviewed her way back. I think maybe late last summer. I don't remember fall. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I should have summer up the date. of 1972. Yeah, it was sum- <laughs> summer 1972, and you know some some things have changed since then. So uh, yeah, no, no one knew what COVID was. <laughs> yeah, right. All oh, the days. Those were the days. Um, so anyway, we, there was a, there was a big delay for X, Y, and Z reasons with releasing the episode. And we just wanted to do a quick catch up, uh, so that everybody can know what's going on now instead of what's going on six months ago. So Gretchen, Mm. how have you been coping with, first of all, I think everybody just like, I, I always like to hear how people have been coping with the, with quarantine and with the current circumstances. Coping um, with COVID. Co- COVID, COVID. COVID. Dude, that's a hashtag waiting to waiting to happen. We're, it's we're um, blowing it up <laughs> on this episode. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's been. I feel like my my coping with COVID journey has been a roller coaster, as I'm sure yeah, it's been for many I people. Yep. I've had so many major life changes happen coincidentally during this time too. Mm-hmm. That it's it's like a. I don't know. I feel, I feel like even without the pandemic, I would still be in a state of like blur and 2020 is like, ah, and I remember on on new year's, me and my friends, like did the whole cheesy thing where you go around in a circle and you say like what your word is for this year. And my word was fruition. If your word wasn't chaos, you fucked up. You got it wrong. I I fucked up. (laughs) We all did. Nobody was like, my words, insanity and chaos. My words are face masks. I just don't want to show my face to the world. Um, No, I just got busted at the grocery store just now because, like, I put on this face mask. Um, and it's too big for me. And when I was like leaning over to pick up my groceries, it always falls in front of my eyes, like to load oh, them no. up on the thing. And so I like just dipped it down below like my mouth just for a fucking second to like get my groceries out. And the guy at the self checkout register was on it. He's like, Miss, you need to put your face back face mask back on. And I was like, sorry. And then I just like immediately like flinched into compliance. Um, because I've never been called out for that. I'm usually pretty good about my face mask. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot going on. Like I, I've moved this will I'm this weekend will be my third move during quarantine. So it's been like, yeah, I'm, I just feel like my body is buzzing with fatigue and my mind is about to like crack with stress, but I just signed a lease this morning on a, on an apartment in like a nice new building moving in this Saturday. I'm so excited. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's good. There's there's lots of good things going on. So, um, it's like all good stuff, but it very um, chaotic. I was living with my parents for a little bit. Oh, uh, oh, oh. that sounds like <laughs> so. That sounds impossible. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, your your parents. Right? <laughs> I think you're, if I remember right, your parents seem pretty cool, but I still don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it was a lot. They are, they are pretty cool. And like I've said, I do, I am able to have a pretty good relationship with them, um, especially compared to others in in our sort of circles. But, uh, but yeah, that's how my, that's how my COVID has been. It's been a blur of um, major ups, major downs. 
but mostly ups. Like I, I'd like to, I, I like to say that the first half of 2020 really sucked for me. And the mm-hmm. second half is like getting so, so much better. Yeah. So I think yeah. a, how about a you lot guys? of people can relate to that for sure. Um, <laughs> how, know, how, are, yeah. how have you guys been faring? Has anyone asked you guys, have you guys gotten to share on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. We uh, did. Yeah, we did. A well, short... We did like a little episode of kind of like what our life is like, but you know, that was during the summer and it's even been so much changed since then. I mean, for instance, for me, I am homeschooling my son at the same time as like working from home. And I never saw that coming. That I'd be homeschooling, but you know, it's, it's working and my son's great at, uh, he's keeping up with like Google classroom and every day is able to kind of like, uh, video call his teacher. So that's been kind of neat. Um, but yeah, just kind of lonely, right? Like it just always being in isolation. Yeah. And um, I really jumped to opportunities to be able to video call people or catch up like this. So yeah. 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 What about you, Chuck? For me, it's been like, uh, so I, actually, I, I grew up homeschooled and an only child. So I was just used to being kind of like isolated and and like stuck in one place and like having to entertain myself so i was actually having a like while most people were hating it i was kind of having a blast just like taking on projects and like doing silly shit around the house the problem with that is that i i got i like got to this point where i was i had like 50 projects going and then shit started changing and like and then i had to go back to work so now i have like 20 unfinished projects all over my my house is in utter duress it is it is chaotic um but it's like uh it's like halfway through a lot of really great ideas so once it's done it'll be great but now i'm super (laughs) tired because i'm trying to maintain i'm trying to finish these projects and work and like do all the other stuff that i have to do so um right now it's just been a lot of exhaustion but um i don't know at this point i'm like used to it to the point that i'm a little bit uncomfortable with how used to it i am so what's been, so what's going on with Dare to Doubt? What's going on with you? So with Dare to Doubt, I have been in part because of all the crazy moves that I've been doing. Like I, like a lot of my content content creation has slowed just because um, I've been so busy moving and then working on my book actually, and I'm in the final editing stages. Um, I have a release date that I'm not officially announcing just yet, but it's probably looking like like um, early spring 2021, um, oh, no. and. Yes. And we could totally tell listeners, you guys just did me the honor of giving me your two cents on my cover design, yeah. um, giving, giving me your vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah, we just we just voted on two, between two covers, um, which sounds like a Zach Galifianakis show. But um, we we just uh, yeah, we just looked at the covers and we're just the cover alone made me pretty excited. But also knowing your story, I think when we interviewed right. you last, you were. I think you talked about it off the air, but I don't know if you talked about it on the actual recorded episode. So uh, what kind of book? So it's a memoir. Um, In short, about my arc in and out of evangelical Christianity. Out of faith completely, really. That's not a spoiler. I've been pretty open about my my lack of theism. So yeah, like I've, I've been pretty focused on book stuff and moving stuff, just life stuff. And so... I haven't been able to post as regularly to Dare to Doubt. I do still update the website periodically to add new resources as I find them um, and uh, try to like, I've been trying to reorganize some of the content to make it a little bit more user-friendly because when I first, when I first built the site, which I did, 
on Wix, having no clue what I was doing. It's it's it like resource sites are overwhelming enough because it's just all it's mostly text. So it's hard to right. make it user friendly with images and interactive things, especially when you're not um, a website designer. And like, I, I don't know how to inject code into right. things. Like, right. So it's um I I feel like I haven't been able to put as much into Dare It Out as I would like. But once I'm finished with this final round of edits on my book, um, I'll be able to refocus my attention back to data doubt, get back to finding more resources. And uh, I do want to give the site a major update by the end of the year is the goal. Cool. Um, and yeah, cause I've been doing it like a year and a half now and it's, um, it running data doubt has definitely affirmed for me that I love working in this space with other people who are, um, going through the process of, uh, questioning and rebuilding their lives afterwards. I find that even though I wanted to make Dare to Doubt friendly to people, like I, I use the term faith friendly, I wanted to make it faith friendly to people who were maybe just done with certain aspects of um, strict or fundamentalist interpretations of religion. But really, one of the things that I've learned throughout the year and a half that I've been doing this is um, and this is probably just selfish, but my heart is for the people more like myself who uh, mm -hmm. who find themselves in a state of um, faithlessness completely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I find that there are many resources out there for people who who uh, still wanna be Christian, but just like the more liberal accepting kind, you know, or, or still wanna practice Judaism as a cultural heritage um, tradition, but don't necessarily take it literally. Um, there's, me there's lots of support out there for that, but I still have a hard time finding support for people who were raised um, very, very strictly who leave it all mm -hmm. and, um, would, would not hesitate to say that they are atheistic or, um, at best like agnostic. Um, and, and so that kind of that realization, um, which shows up in a lot of the content I post, like it's been interesting as, as the following on social media has grown, I've gotten a lot of interesting comments from, um, people who I didn't even know followed me who are still quite, faithful. And it's it, one of the things that I've been learning is uh, how to walk that fine line between um, like my, my whole, if I had to have like a slogan for my brand or whatever, whatever stuffiness that is, um, it really just <laughs> my, my, my main motivator is to just encourage people to be true to them, like be true yeah, to you and let go of what's not. And, and that does mean that many, many, if not most people will still find themselves in a place of believing in something, even if they're not able to, um, even if they don't want to label it or name it, you know, and that's, that's, I, I genuinely support and, and believe in, believe in that journey um and uh but i need to take my own advice and be true to myself and my yeah. true self really wants to advocate and validate um a more non-theistic point of view and so sometimes i see funny little things i think i think you guys have posted some funny little things that are quite mocking of certain biblical verses or things and like yeah. i find myself wanting what? to like share them <laughs> <You know? laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I find myself wanting to share them in a story and then just like, and sometimes I will, like I'll repost things and, and, uh, and it's interesting seeing the reactions of like, oh, I thought, I thought you were spiritual, but not religious. And it's like, where have I ever given that impression? Right. I validate people who find themselves spiritual, but not religious, but I also validate people who 
are just not religious. Like I, it's tricky. It's tricky trying to serve both types. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the conclusion that I've come to personally is I got to be true to me and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to shy away from sharing content that is is um, non-theism affirming because even if it does come off as mocking or whatever, it's like, you feel free to check the little unfollow button. It's right there, right there. You know, if it's not what you're about, you know, and, and um, so I, I think it's also tricky for people I know for myself, especially from backgrounds like the ones we come to, there's still a tendency to fall into black and white thinking of like, you're either a a total non-believer or you're still a believer and maybe it's modified. Um, And for me, I really do validate and affirm both. Like I know what, I know what my truth is and what it isn't, but I totally respect that some people they, cause again, I, I I think I look at it um, through a genetic scientific lens. Mm -hmm. I think most people are hardwired genetically wired for belief in in um, non-physical things and um that cannot yet be measured or quantified uh with scientific methods mm-hmm. so that's that's cool and I, I genuinely do support that um it's but you know i'm also gonna cheerlead for for those totally. like myself who just can't even though we try to yeah. try to try so it's right. uh, yeah it's, it's been kinda, an interesting journey, dare to doubt. It can be kind of disingenuous to like try to cater too much to both sides when you really genuinely don't believe in anything. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how we are. Cause we, it, it is an interesting sort of, di- I don't want to say it's a dichotomy cause it's more like a gradient, but like the, the post Christian world in particular, not even like the broader post evangelical world, but there's just like a large amount of like, there are people that have left fundamentalism that are still like very like much in like a liberal Christian setting or something like that, that I would almost still call fundamentalism, you know, if I was like, uh, to be honest, but like, yeah, exactly. So it's like a huge, uh, it's just yeah. a huge spectrum and you have to, I really do think that you just have to find your own voice in it and your opinion, you know, cause there's going to be, Rachel Held Evans, RIP, like for the people that yeah. don't want to leave the faith, and there are going to be yeah. people like us that do. So, totally get that. Yeah. 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 No, and and well said. Like I, you know, politics is is hot this year for for many reasons. Um, you know, we have pandemic, we have the Black Lives Matter movement, we have an election coming up, and I feel uh. like uh, <laughs> in my experience, both online and in in the real world, masks and all, um, I do. I I was just talking with my brother the other day, and I said, you know, I find I find just as many, if not more these days in my circles, um, liberals who are even more religious or fundamentalist than the most religious people I knew. Like they're, they're very, like there's clearly a right and wrong verbiage Mm -hmm. to use or not use. There's clearly, um, like it's demonizing, it's vilifying. And it's like, if you're not with us, you're against us, us against the world mentality. And I, I don't find it to be helpful. I don't find it to be, um, it's sort of like how Christians would judge and condemn each other in the name of grace. I find that liberals judge and condemn each other in the name of non-bullying. It's totally bullying Uh in my opinion. And, um, so it's, it's, uh, it's fundamentalism, uh, just political on the political spectrum instead of the faith-based spectrum, which, you know, you could argue there's still an element of faith. People love to say politicians all lie. And yet we're still like, have our panties in a bunch over all these lies which lies do you prefer so right, it's, uh, right. it's, 
it's interesting and you know i usually don't talk about politics much publicly fuck it i'm i'm just at like that let's kinda... do it no yeah for real yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like sitting here like okay well this was gonna be 15 minutes do so you want to talk for the next hour but no uh but no i totally agree that there is a i really like specifically like woke twitter is sort of my the the like group that i that I like rage against often is like this. It is fun. It is like this fu- extremely fundamentalist attitude, but just on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, if you don't do, if you don't say the, the right things the right way, even if you mean X, Y, and Z, even yeah. if, you know, you're, you know, fighting the good fight, it doesn't matter. You know, people are out to get hashtag out, uh, out to get hashtag canceled. And it's just this like, yeah uh yeah it's just it's just this it's black and white thinking it's like you're saying yeah. i mean it's that literally like if you don't post the out. black square you you clearly don't support black lives matter if you right. didn't post the black the square black you know and square, it's very yeah right <laughs> yeah like, never it, mind that i was out in the street you know the next day like <laughs> yeah where's your black square speaking of that you had a uh you guys posted a you don't have to like get into it i just wanted to uh for our listeners' sake, uh, you guys, daretodoubt.org, posted a pretty good article about the role of uh, Christianity in slavery and in the in an institutional racism that I thought was super, super dope and worth checking out. If It can be pretty eye-opening to realize that, like, slavery was very much a Christian institution in the United States. Right, so, you know. right. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that. That was definitely one of my more polarizing <laughs> oh, things. I believe that it. I've... Yeah, good though. <laughs> um, because you know, you were homeschooled. Like my mom used a lot of A Becca. Oh, you a mentioned lot of my Becca own... books. Yes, a Becca, Becca was books. so biased against. Yeah, so racist. <sighs> like, anyway, sorry. So racist, and and like, uh, my mom didn't use Bob Jones, but a lot of my homeschooled friends they use Bob Jones, and that one could argue is just as, if not more, racist. Yeah, they had they a ban actually... on interracial dating until Obama won the election yeah 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 it's like oh my god God. yep (laughs) really it took you guys that long okay um (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're the good these are the good guys they're the they're saving america yeah um anyway yeah that that was really great yeah, that's what's been going on with Dare to Doubt. Is I feel like I'm finding my voice more. I feel like it's that's had great. a bit. In short, I've had a bit of a lull because of a lot of stuff going on in my personal life and heart just same. COVID life. Yeah, heart heart seems I think for <laughs> many of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to uh, posting stuff more regularly, updating things more regularly, and being more true to my voice and encouraging people who still have faith. Like, look go over here like these people are doing tons of stuff in the the rebranding of christianity the rebranding of islam and judaism like there's there's support for you like go there but if you're expecting to find it here like all you'll find for me is validation that you need to be true to you mm-hmm. period yeah, the I end love, love so. it so <laughs> awesome. it's so important because i i validate your experience too of there's so many resources for so many people like deconstruction just means this path between going from fundamentalism to progressive Christianity or whatever. And for the rest of us, it's like, no, those, that stuff is ruined for us. And even if you're trying to use God in like a positive way for yourself, it's, there's a disconnect between people like you and I, who deconstructed too far, right? Where (laughs) we, we didn't just like question everything as individual, individual, unrelated ideas but we deconstructed everything as like as how you think or as the bible as a source of information in general so 
yeah i i find it frustrating as well and I, I totally validate what you're saying about providing a different way and just being true to yourself that's so important and speaking of being true to yourself i'm really excited about your book yeah that's gonna be so cool and i know that our listeners are really gonna want to (laughs) jump in on that and read it as well because just creating a new precedent you know new role models and new examples of people who um are going against the status quo and are you know leaving the stuff that we were brought up with and i think it's really badass that you wrote a book about it so Thank yeah, you. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, once it's out, if you guys want to do this again and help promote it, I'm down. Thank After you guys Hell read yeah. a copy, Love it. I'm sure it'll give you many more questions to ask. But uh, but yeah, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. It's something that I've been working on for like about eight years off and on in spurts because oh, wow. it's emotionally mm. exhausting. It's and, so like, much. Yeah. It's so much. And honestly, like when I first started, I didn't really have an ending. I was just like, I know yeah. that I'm a writer. I know that I want to write about this. I know why I want to write about this. And it's mainly just to help, again, validate like other people going through something similar. It's like, look, you don't have to fake it. If it's not real right. to you, you don't have to stay in it. You know, if it is real, cool. But if it's not, don't waste your life. Like, yeah. and I'm one of the lucky ones. Take you that, know, John who I, I <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm 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 very excited that it is fruition um going back to my word for the new year <laughs> it is coming to fruition finally and i'm really really stoked to be able to have it out there and um be done there's part of me that's like really yeah. excited to release it and the other part of me is just like i just want this to be over i need to focus on something else for sure um for sure. my gosh like like i always feel like there's something um at least for me there was always something really kind of yucky feeling about writing a memoir it's probably some old christian guilt of like boasting about myself oh, or some, yeah, some shit like that yes my pridefulness it's like my i am so interesting that people are gonna want to read about me oh you know it's like there's something kind of uh gratuitous in that but you know i think it's important and and like but for the record i encourage people to write about themselves i i writing is um the art form that i that i feel i can share my voice through most frequently for others it's music for some it's it's you know being a tattoo artist whatever whatever your thing is however you get your say out like i don't think i don't actually think that there's anything wrong or gratuitous or um shameful about sharing your story because how many of us consume the true stories of others and gain so much from it that's what you guys do with this podcast is you're sharing true stories in podcast format and that is helping people and it is inspiring Inspiring people and encouraging them and challenging them. And I think that um, I'm so grateful for all the different mediums we have. And, you know, writing is a, I wouldn't say it's a timeless art form because what, it's only been around for, you know, maybe a couple <laughs> millennia, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's certainly the one that, um, however our brains evolve to work through, however my brain works tapping as opposed to um, speaking out loud, it's like a different different things come out of me through writing mm-hmm. than they would in speech. And I'm sure most of us, you know, it can, it can be like that, but yeah. 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 It's like a different, <laughs> it's like a totally different voice when I start writing than the yeah. way I talk or the way I really do anything else. So yeah. definitely. <laughs> well, I'm super excited about your, about your book coming out. Um, we'll be counting down the days to early next year. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Um, definitely uh, follow um alice on instagram uh dare to doubt on instagram 
at Alice Gretchen on Instagram. You have to look up how to spell her last name because it's impossible. I'll do it real quick. Yeah, go for it. G-R-E, C is in cat, Z is in zebra, Y and is in Nancy. That's how I always give it over the phone. <laughs> but it's just nice. pronounced Gretchen. Gretchen, yep. Yeah. And uh and darededout.org. Uh definitely check out there's a, a number of really great articles on there, including uh the one about racism and Christianity in America, which I thought was great. So thanks for catching up with us, Alice. Yeah, thank, thank you. you all. Later. Bye. 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 More like 95 Spartans kicked out the garden Back to backstab at God King and asked for his pardon My mind trying to break out the margins Writing reflections on loose leaf Listen hard, my jargon is Darwin Inciting infections of unbelief Like what in the hell is your spiritual walk But meditating on TED Talks Elevating events that are non-stop Circulating your views in a closed crop Cutting verses up like a chop